it's yours truly, Julie Jones with the Adventures of Julie Jones for each and every single week. I bring you amazing guests from around the world. And of course, each and every week, I promise you that this week is no different. So I've had the pleasure of not only being friends with this woman, but also working with her on a publication that I did. So Lil, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is so great to have you here. And I'm super excited because you and I just had a conversation not too long ago and we probably could have talked for hours. And that's what I love about you. You're easy to talk to. You're a wealth of knowledge. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are, you know, what makes you so unique, what you bring to the party, and the floor <laughs> is yours. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, Lil Barkaski, I am proud to say <laughs> I'm the CEO of GWN Publishing and Virtual Creatives. Uh, GWN Publishing stands for Ghost Writers Network, but we don't actually ghostwrite a lot of the books we publish. So I think it would be probably make people really mad if we went ghostwriters publishing on all the books we did not write. So we use GWN Publishing because that you know, it's kind of us. And I've, I've owned virtual creatives for many years, and that is our web division marketing side of things. So we're kind of this like one-stop shop for people who want to build their business specifically, especially around a book. So if you know you want to write a book, a workbook, a course, uh, maybe a memoir, and you want to go out on a speaking tour, we're the place to go because we can kind of get everything for you. We can put your book together, get it ready to be printed, put it all over the world. We can even help you a little bit with your speaker training. So uh, make your speeches for you, help you do all that stuff, all that cool stuff. And then if you want a website, we just do all that, business cards, logos, the whole night. So I love cool that way to do it. Yeah. One stop shop, right? And so mm -hmm. why is it? Because, you know, like I've done several, I've done several books and I know that there's a lot of power behind being an author. What is like, if you had to narrow it down, um, what, what do you think is like the number one reason why, you know, people should consider writing a book? I want to say honestly that, you know, you hear it all the time. It, it makes you the expert. People see you as the expert. There's actually several reasons to write a book, and they vary depending on who you are and what your reasoning is. So when you come to me and you say, Lil, I want to write a book, I ask you three questions. And the three questions are, what is this book going to do for someone? Identify that person. Who's the person that's going to read this book and get something out of it? That's the first thing we need to know that. The second thing, and it's going to sound like a Julie Jones crazy question, why the heck should I listen to you? Because <laughs> really... It is a Julie Jones crazy question. <laughs> and it feels like something you would say too, like, okay, great, but why in God's name, you know, would I listen to you? And what are your credentials? And it doesn't mean you have to be a professor or whatever, but I've done 20 years in real estate or I've done 15 years as a mortgage or I've got certifications in this and that. Or I've been through some really bad shit <laughs> and I want to not let you go through that as well. You know, so I'm going to take you through what happened to me so you can see. So that's the what, what, what you know, why should I listen to you part? And then the biggest and in some ways the most important question is what's this book going to do for you? And with the minute someone says I'm going to sell a million copies and be J.K. Rowling, I'm going, I think, <laughs> I thank them for having a nice conversation and I walk away because that's not what it is. I did have a woman yesterday, though. I asked her why, you know, what, what, do you, what, what do you really want? Why are you writing this book? Because it's a weird story. And she said, and I, we both talked about a, a book called Running with Scissors, which is a very famous um, memoir that was pretty brutal about his family. 
And she's and I had mentioned it, and she said, I want to write a really great book. I want to write a best-selling book. I want to write the kind of book that people go, Yeah, this is this is the thing. And I said, Great, let's write a book together because I would love to write the next running with scissors. So it all really matters on what your bent is. Do you want to be a speaker? If you want to be a speaker, you probably should have a book. Do you want to teach courses? You should write a workbook that you can hand out because it's really, really fun when we get past 40 to go back to school. So it's nice to gamify it by giving them, a, and I like love gamification. I don't know about you, but you know, when I have a workbook, I have something to write in. <laughs> you know, so you're going to do a course you know, for seven or eight books. You can send them the book, and now they've got your workbook right in their hand while they're taking your course. So it's a great thing to do. If you Again, if you want to move people for some reason and you're going to write a memoir, we had a lady who wrote a memoir um, called uh, Pieces. I think it's called Pieces. She, her husband, this glorious, wonderful man, was abusing all three of her daughters. Had no idea. She couldn't understand why the kids were getting progressively angry at, at around 14, 15, each of the girls. And uh, what a story, you know. So she wants to tell other women what she went through and that you can get through it and you can heal. So it really depends on your on your your motive. What do you want to write a book for? And we'll figure it out. Well, and it's, you know, like the transparency of telling a story like that, that, you know, so many people, because I work with people and sometimes coach them around the mindset like they want to write a book, they might not think that they're an author, like whatever, you know, whatever the situation is. But it's about changing one person's life. Like if only one person ever bought your book, but it made all the difference in the world, then that's the reason why the book was written. Right. And sometimes it's just get stuff off your chest. Right. Like and and it's almost like um therapeutic, I think, for some people to really write it on paper. Yeah. And we're okay with that. I mean, we have one that never got published about a, a woman's life. And, and she was one of the first children whose parents were in the Hare Krishna movement, um, not from India, you know, American kids, 1920 and back in the 60s, got roped into the whole mess. And the life she went through because of their parents' horrible mistake uh, was pretty, pretty brutal. But her parents, her mom just died not that long ago. Her dad's still alive. Sister's alive. I don't know that she'll ever publish it, but she got it off her chest, you know, and it was quite the story. So right. sometimes, you know, and then most people do publish and some people get stuck. They get scared. and They don't publish and they're afraid of what's going to happen after they've told the story. So but, you know, I, I like I like when people are ready to put this into the world because our motto is writing for the greater good. You know, we write and publish for the greater good at GW and that's what we do. And if you're going to make change, affect change, affect lives, we're the company to come to. And you are. I, I mean, so how many books? How many books have you have you total up? Maybe did you know I was going to ask this? I don't no. know. Like, uh, I, I've lost track. Estimate, like oh, how many boy. books have you done? Uh, I know that I just bought a hundred ISBNs because we went through quite a few already. Uh, uh, that's the second round. Um, well, all right. So backstory: I, I started the company about six years ago, but it wasn't doing everything. It was. I was. It was kind of balancing a lot with virtual creatives, doing a lot of websites. We're now doing mostly books, very few websites, although we love doing websites. Uh, and then over COVID, I partnered with a friend of mine, uh, and a, a, you know, kind of JV, what, you call, what we call a joint venture partnership. And COVID just took her out of the knees because she's a graphic artist and there was nothing to do. So, but everyone wanted to write a book. So about two and a half, three years ago, it really started to ramp up. But I walked away from that and started all over again last October. Uh, I think actually our LLC was December. So we're about a year and a half in. And this year and a half, gosh, well, we did 12 books with one woman alone. So let's start with that, um, including her children's illustrated book of her child that wrote, her child wrote a 
children's book. Um, I'm going to ballpark it at 45, 50. We have four coming out this week. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're averaging four or five books a month. Uh, we publish. And that's amazing. And that's, that's a lot. And so how do you personally like keep track of everything that you're doing? Do you have systems? I mean, this is the get shit done podcast, right? So sometimes inquiring minds always want to know, well, what are people doing? Cause that's a lot. That's a lot of moving parts. It looks like you got a notebook there. I have a notebook. Um, I have everything. I could, if I turn the camera around, I have a whiteboard over there. I have a paper notebook and pen over here. I've got uh, my list on on my Word doc, and of course, I have my my Google Calendar, which I cannot live without. I would die. <laughs> a friend of mine asked me today if I could help her with a song she has to sing. One of our best friends, one of my best friends, passed passed away unexpectedly. She was kind of the town musical diva. We all played with her. And we're having this huge event on Saturday, and this young lady is a very good friend of mine, and she has to sing two or three songs. And she's like, "Can you meet me around twelve thirty? It was about eight thirty in the morning. I. <laughs> Wait a minute. I had a look at my Google calendar. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> you know, with that, it tells me every 10 minutes, do something. You know, Julie's really needs you. Um, so, <laughs> so calendars, pen and paper, lists on paper. I know I I have, you know, I make lists. We have, I just started four new books this week, some of which I have little to do with, some I have a lot to do with. I have four or five clients that are talking to me about their books. I've got compilation books that have to start we've got, and then and then then there's the center of influence i started that on saturday so which is wonderful we've started a thing uh with two other venture partners called the center of influence community and that is very high power uh, um compilation books anthologies no more than 10 people per book five thousand words chapters and then they stay in our community for two years where we're training and working toward like what do we do now that we've written an anthology how do I use that chapter in a million ways? You know, so we they get to be executive members in the organization and we're taking membership on top of that. So just people want to be members. So it's busy. And so I just, you know, I have a pretty sharp mind in terms of remembering things, luckily. Um, I can't say I have an eidetic memory, but I have a very, very good memory. And uh, a lot of stuff I just write down. <laughs> it's written down. Well, and, and that's key, right? And, you know, sometimes, and, and I love the fact that you use the Google calendar because I've, you know, switched over to electronic as well. And it is like, I'm checking it like five times a day just to make sure that, you know, as much as like everything alerts me that I'm still not missing anything because it's so easy to do when you're in the moment and you're really engrossed in a project. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing next? Like, I know there's something because we all have that innate feeling like, oh my gosh, like, what am I, what am I missing? And I love something that you just said, because that was going to be my next question is that you are doing some of the training behind, because there's one thing to have a book, right? And then it's like, you have a book and then it's like, then what? Right. Because so many people have their book, but you know, like not too long ago, I ran across a woman who was part of a collaboration and she still doesn't consider herself an author and she's barely promoting the book. And, you know, we had a whole conversation around that, but it's like, yeah, then what? Now what? Like talk about that because I think a lot of people miss that boat. Right. So the book to your, to your right, uh, the, the tool book, uh, the toolkit book, I wouldn't have even done that book because I, I missed my first appointment with Dawn because my Google Calendar didn't tell me. And then Dawn missed her appointment with me and we figured it all out. We finally did this book. That's a good example of people who really worked hard 
to get a compilation book to have be more than just a book, right? So Dawn and, and, and Jill knocked themselves out. There's seminars, they did videos, and everybody got a video clip. But still, as great as that is, and it is great, and there's a community there. You know, the people in the Hey Taxi community are, will continue to push the book, will continue to find ways to utilize the book. But they'll, in that space, in that vertical. Well, we've done about a dozen of these kinds of books. We did two with one company. We have another one coming out right now, Life by Design. The people that are in those books either do one of two things. They either completely walk away. I had one I won't mention, a coach, very nice lady. But once the book was done, that was it. She didn't do anything with it. We had another one that changed her complete direction. So, you know, everything, right? So that's not going to happen. But the people who do stick it out or have coaching clients or whatever, they stay in their little vertical and their little theme. And everybody kind of still roils together and tries to come up with fun stuff to do. But that's it. So it bothered me. So when Minnie came to me and said she wanted to do a couple of books called The Center of Influence, find some people. Uh, she has an executive woman's book. We have our Leading with Light book coming out now. She said, we want to do I said, no, that's not enough. What, what I want is to create books in different kinds of verticals, right? So right now we have an executive women's book, all executive CEOs, and we have a book called Leading with Light, who are spiritual leaders. And hopefully Jay Reed's looking at doing one that's or Christian leaders and someone else is doing one on parenting that's starting to put together. So now when we have networking every Thursday night, you're not just meeting the person who's an executive woman like you are. You're meeting Luis, who's an, a spiritual leader in his, in his own right and amazing. You're meeting people who are interested in parenting. They get together and they cross-pollinate. So we can start to do things like we can create summits, we can create events, we can create speaking engagements that cross over different genres, different themes, different business styles and types. That's what was missing, in my opinion. So the problem is that. I think Colleen spent a small fortune to be in a book and nothing happened with it. So you have to decide either you're going to do something on your own with it, or the people who produce the book have to really continue to keep momentum going, or you join something like Center of Influence where, where we're keeping it going. You have to find ways to utilize that book. It's the best way to get a speaking engagement. You have to not be afraid to say, I'm an author. Many of We've created now what, two, 250, 300 best-selling authors with just the compilation books. So, you know, I'm a best-selling author. Okay. Hire me to be on your stage, or you can you can give the book away. You can sell the book at the back of the room and sign your chapter. You can ask the producer to give you just your chapter, which we do as part of what we do for Center of Influence. Your 5,000-word chapter will be your own chapter. You're going to have your own cover, and it'll be a PDF that you can use for lead generation. It's a great lead gen. The anchor chapter, I'll put it on your website and give it as a lead generation. Do something with it. But right. you have to do it yourself. You have to do some marketing. You have to make the best of what you've got there. Everyone in the toolkit has their own book now, their own chapter as a, as a secondary book, which is great. You know, go use it. Give it away. It is. Well, and it's funny that you should say that because, you know, I'm in the process of, you know, doing some things and adding lead gen, you know, to my website. And that's exactly, you know, one of the things is having, you know, that chapter of the book, you know, created. And it was such a great gift. It was such a gift that I have to say that when Jill and Dawn did that for us with the entrepreneurs, you know, like toolkit for success, I took then the chapter from my own book, you know, and did the same thing. Like I had that created as well, because that was like a new, that was like a new thing for me. I was like, this is so awesome. Like, you know, it's always like that. Why didn't I think of this before? But that's where the collaboration of all of this stuff comes into is that somebody has an idea and then you support and help 
everybody else. I, I always say your book is your mothership of your business, right? So if you write a book on whatever the subject is, every time you go to do a social media post, it should come from the book. Every time you go to do a speech, it should come from the book. Every time you do a workshop, a course, anything, you should go back to the book and say, what have I already written that I can cross use or I can pump up or alter a little bit and 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 use it. And like I said, sell it from the back of the room, especially when you write your own book. I mean, there's so much you can do with it when you write your own book, but you cannot expect people to just find you on Amazon and suddenly you're J.K. Rowling. You're not going to happen. <laughs> if you write the sec- next Harry Potter, I promise you, you will be famous. It yes. isn't because she knew somebody. It's because she wrote something no one else could have written in the whole world. And it, right. was and it really took her different. years to get that years. out too. Like all the rejection she got, you know, and she kept just, you know, putting it out there, putting it out there, putting it out there. And I think of so many times how people get that first no, and then they're done, you know, and it's, that's not the case. You know, I know that you are amazing because I've worked with you, but for people who are listening in, like, and they're looking to write a book or they're looking for a publisher or whatever, what are some of the things that people need to be aware of or be looking for? Like maybe really good questions to ask somebody if they're considering working with them. Well, okay. So if you can't write and you want to write a book, get a ghostwriter, but look at the pricing, look at what they've already done. I've written 30, 40 books myself of all different natures. From I've, written, I've ghostwritten seven fiction books. Okay, So this is crazy, right? So find out what they've done. Get, you know, get, get some opinions, get some testimonials. Um, if you're going to write your own book, you editors are hard. You got to find again, you know, get, get some references to editors because it's very subjective and some of them aren't as good as others. And pricing, we we edit by the word because I don't know what your hours are mine. I I know how many words you have, so it's an equation. This many this many words times this much money. This is what it costs. When it comes to publishing, publishers are often considered a lot like used car salesmen. <laughs> we have this like bad thing. So and there are great used car salesmen. They're really terrible ones. But there's a big difference between traditional publishing, hybrid publishing, and vanity presses. Right? You can self-publish, but I'm going to tell you right now. You've got to have a really great cover. You're not going to find necessarily a really good one on Fiverr. You might, but you're going to, it could be not what you're looking for. And the problem is that maybe somebody else's art. You know, you have to be really careful that it's not just somebody tossed something up there that's already done. You will look like everybody else. So if you're going to do this with a publisher, a traditional publishing is very difficult because there's very few people that are even doing that anymore. There are very few publishers. Oh, dog is talking. Sorry, you guys. Maddox. Everybody. Um, so traditional publishing is t- difficult because there's only a few of them and you have to get your everything together. You have an agent, you have to have all sorts of sorts of things. Can I you want me to stop for a second and we'll we'll get him to stop barking? Because he's gonna keep going. That we have I don't act- I don't actually hear him. So like he oh okay, good. He's, he's barking at the lawn guy. He's barking <laughs> at the lawn guy. The lawn guy's Listen, I have noisy work. co-workers too, and they're actually being pretty quiet today. So yeah, we we're we're good to go. <laughs> All right, good, no problem. I just don't want him to disturb me. But um, so it's hard, and you've got to get a query letter going. You've got to get a you know you've got to figure it all out and get an agent. It could take years, and it's very likely you won't get published because they expect you to have lots and lots of followers. Um, traditional publishing that's tough. Hybrid publishing is kind of what we do. Um, we publish. For, like you go and get your oil changed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I can't change my oil and I don't obviously don't mow my lawn. So we do all the work. We get your book cover done, your ISBN numbers, your interior design, and we pay you charges. We charge you for that. 
you pay us a flat fee and that's it. And then we don't take royalties of any kind. The money goes to you. There are lots of people, though, who charge twice what we do and still take 20% of royalties and they have a lot of control of your book. That's fine. We just don't do it that way. And then there's what I like to call vanity presses, which is how I wound up with Mindy. <laughs> Mindy had a book that she was interested in and to put together her first book. And she went to a press and they said, well, we'll publish the book, but you have to buy 2,000 copies of the book. We'll publish it for free. Oh, okay, good. But you have to buy 2,000 copies at $7 a book. Okay, that's pretty good because the book's going to be $20. But she'd have 2,000 copies of a book that she now paid $14,000 to have. And likely she was going to have 2,000 copies of a book in her garage. So um, sometimes that was pretty good. Most vanity presses ask for $10, $12 a book, and they expect you to buy 1,000 books or some, you know, some large number of books. So they're really not publishers. They're in the business of print and ink. They want to sell you paper and ink, and that they're not actually, they don't care what the book cover looks like. They just want to sell you paper. So there's very different things. And when you look for a publisher that's going to work with you, get get pricing from a few four or five different people, look at the book covers they've done, you know, talk to some of the people that have worked with them, look at their interior design. Is it clean? Is it pretty? Is it modern looking? Or does it look like something from 1997? You know, you have to figure that out. There's a lot of that. Also, we're a team. A lot of people say they're a publisher are basically graphic artists. And they are good at that, but they don't have a team. They just do all the work themselves and they get swamped and you're, you're, you're going to be waiting months to get your book published. Whereas the seven of us. So, you know, it's going to get done. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And I just really think it's, you know, and thank you for sharing that because so many people, you know, they get excited and they, they meet someone and I'm like a big one. Like, you know, you got to investigate. Like you always, and you got to ask the right questions and not be afraid to ask the right questions. Because if something isn't sitting right with you, I mean, we've all been burned. We've all been burned by things where we thought we were doing the right thing and turned out we weren't, or, you know, we thought we knew and we didn't, right? And so like, I really appreciate that. And like, you know, sharing the information and again, like it all it takes is a conversation with you because I know you and you know, like you're, you're very, very open, very like, this is what you get. Right. And so, um, you know, I love that about you. So we've talked about a lot of stuff. Is there anything that's still on your mind? Still like something that, you know, like you want to share with the listening audience that you're burning to tell people about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, we are, well, we are looking for people who want to put together anthologies. We have a marketing revenue share model. So people who have a particular group of people in any theme, and I would love to see us do health and wellness. I'd like to do some more books on, on, on religion. I'd like to do some more books on parenting. So if you're a coach or you're uh, somebody with a, a big team, a big, um, I guess, a big network, and you think you'd like to make some money doing this with us and maybe, or maybe even be in a book and still make some money, please talk to me about that because the center of influence is really cranking. Um, and anybody's welcome to come on a Thursday night and check it out. I'll send you some links to that. And come, we network every single Thursday night, seven o'clock EST. So that's neat if people want to come. And uh, other than that, I have a Calendly link and I'm always happy to talk to people about a book they're interested in working on. doesn't cost anything to talk to me for half an hour and tell me what you're looking at and tell me what you need. Fair that's enough? awesome. What is the best way to contact you? What is your website? Uh, the be- our best website, our biggest website is ghostwritersnetwork.com. That's ghostwriter with an S, ghostwritersnetwork.com. And you can find me there. And uh, I am on Calendly. I am Lil the Ghost. 
So you can find <laughs> me at Lil the Ghost, and I am easy to uh, book a time with. Uh, and then, of course, Center of Influence Community is our new community center. Uh, just center, not, not the Center of Influence Community. We'll get you there. Well, and we will make sure that we have all those links. And, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking... So like you need like a little ghost or something like as part of like your logo or as like a little trademark or something like a little ghost like a you know because you know for, for for I have this bomb now I have this little bomb character right you are crazy so, I know I am crazy so those of you who are listening in it, you know I, I'm gonna have to put him on my um my my website like I gotta have a picture of my bomb because it there there's a significance behind it because it is an actual trophy that I won for a sales competition just this year. But then because I'm a googly-eyed aficionado, I put the googly eyes on him. And every time he sits here, he, I look at him and he just makes me smile and he makes me laugh. And though it's the little things in life that, you know, like create joy for all of us. Well, my final question is this, and I know you've kind of answered it, but, you know, let's just get, you know, like even more specific. What are you doing to get shit done in your own life this week? What do I what? What are you doing to get shit done in your own <laughs> life this week? <laughs> Working 12 hours a day. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. We're, we're, uh, I just staying on, staying with the list on the paper here and checking it off as I go. So we're getting it done. Well, good. Well, I hope you're having some fun in there along the way because, you know, all fun and no play. Well, Lil, like nobody wants that in life. <laughs> no, no. Nope. Going to go do some fun stuff in a little bit, actually. So, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate your time. This conversation has been so enlightening. And I just, I really appreciate you and you being in my circle. Ditto, Chief. You're you're awesome. And I don't, you didn't wear any funny hats or anything today. You're not dressed for the 4th of July oh, or I know. Easter Bunny suits or any of that stuff. Oh, there we go. I get there all my glasses I on. Know. You know what it is? And I've got, I do have like all kinds of fun stuff. It's so funny though. You should say that because- um, prior to recording earlier today, um, I order my fun glasses that I give to people from the Dollar Tree. You know, now it's not the Dollar Tree anymore. It's the dollar and the $0.25 store, right? Like they they up their prices. So I had ordered online. I had to go pick up my shipment. Well, while I'm at the Dollar Tree, I'm like, well, let me just see what they have. And they already had out like 4th of July stuff and everything. So yeah, I might've bought some fun stuff, like, you know, to have my fun stuff throughout the, throughout the years. I love that story. (laughs) I took my dad there. My dad was a little, kind of a little autistic in ways. And I took him there and he was picking up one item at a time and saying, how much is this? And I said, that's a dollar. How much is this? It's a dollar, dad. Finally, he picks up a piece of candy and they were two for a dollar. And he got me, he said, how much is this? And I said, 50 cents. Damn it, damn it. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a great story to end on this. So for those of you laughing and listening in, I always appreciate your patronage. And of course, you know, please like, share, have other people subscribe to this because our conversations are so much fun and they I know they bring value. So if they don't bring value, then contact me and let me know so that I can make sure we're getting value to your life. So this is Julie Jones signing off for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. As always, have a productive Get Shit Done kind of week. We'll talk to you soon. Time is our most valuable asset, and I certainly do appreciate yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Shit Done podcast with me, Julie Jones. If this episode was helpful for you, 
please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This goes a long way in helping others to find the show too. Are you ready? I mean, really ready to make the next step towards living your best life now? Then contact me at juliejones.biz to schedule your call with me. You can also find additional information on contacting me in the show notes. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with purpose and passion.